Good morning. Today's class is Lamishma Yachwilia Magdaya Siamanema. Rufushalam Shalmi Amina have done Matara Lishab Magli Bashifalaya may or two have been Chaya. Success and of Elisha in your Shamaim of Elisheva Banabaka the Abunisheva Emmet Banisheva Shefa Belisheva Raina Makavatova Basha also Rufushalam of Raina Bat Bahia. Shem give her a successful recovery. And please share and rate the podcast. Today's class, we're going to continue a little bit about yesterday. We spoke about nine aspects, nine concepts that can cause a person a little bit of misfortune. And today we're going to talk about how to reshuffle the deck. How do I practically reshuffle the deck? How do I get my mazal to activate? Remember, it's pretty much activation. You want to activate your mazal. It's not about, you know, I think true happiness is, is having fulfillment. You know, you could be fulfilled as a caseworker, working with people in recovery. And that could be your fulfillment. Doesn't the, the the unhappiness today? I would say is is the being lost and chasing other people's lives and other people's not having that fulfillment. I think Tony Robbins said it best: success without fulfillment is really nothing. It's the worst thing. Imagine getting to a plateau in life where you're worth a certain amount of money and you don't feel fulfilled. So th- this is the you know we we've always said the 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 formula is the reward for pain will give you growth, and the word for growth will give you giving, and the, word for, and the reward for giving will give you purpose. So this is all very tailor-made to, to in the same context of mazal. And we speak about mazalto, 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 we, we always speak about that. It's a very common term, mazal. But what, what mazal does, it's, mazal is not necessarily, what mazal does, it's really there to, to, to protect your mission. That's what mazal does. It protects your mission, it protects you. The, the, we spoke about the, in the class in LA that the three things that the Greeks wanted to do is to take out of, to get rid of Mazal, and that was, that was Shabbat, that was um, Shmirat Brit, and also the moon. The whole concept they wanted, they, don't want, they didn't want the Mazal to be activated because they knew the secret behind the Mazal. But Mazal exactly means more, it means, a, it's, it, according to him, he's saying it's, it's protecting your, your mission. So it'll make you go to the right university. It'll make you, um, you know, go meet the right people in your life. You know, there's no question I am today. It's all mazal. There's, there's nothing to talk about. Being connected and being, having faith activates mazal and gets you to, to where you're supposed to be. I never went to school for public speaking. I never went to school for psychology. I never went to school for anything with medicine. Nothing. It just came to me. It just came to me when I was in a good place. I, 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 the most important thing we have to recognize is get in a position to win. That means you never know when that phone call, you never know when that opportunity is going to come, but if you're sitting there all day long and self-pity and complaining, you'll never get that opportunity. You'll never see what a good opportunity. Just always put yourself in a position to win. Pretend you're in a NASCAR race and they're about to say, let's go. Just put yourself in a position. We don't know what's good. We don't know what's bad. Put yourself in a position to win. So exactly what Mazal does, it's accurately, it protects your mission. And mission is determined by his Mazal. And a person's, uh, 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 so Mazal exactly protects it. The Vilna Gaon says, it's your guardian angel. So imagine if you had a guardian angel protecting you. Imagine how, how much would you strengthen it. And you want to strengthen it, you don't want a diminishment. For men, sexual promiscuity destroys their mazel. So it destroys their mission, destroys their potential mate, destroys the kids. It, it, it's so much, 
so much damage because today when we don't feel fulfilled, we're in a world of, we're just lost. We're lost to, to all kinds of, you know, desires and all kinds of emotions and that becomes our life. So the Creator established, and he takes this from the Ramchal, and he says the, the, the Creator established two ordinances, reward, punishment, and mazal. So you always have that, uh, that factor of mazal that we have to constantly uh, elevate. We're going to talk about how mazal protects our, our tikkun and how, how we can practically get the, the mazal to change. The good thing is mazal can change if you change your location, if you change your consciousness, if you change everything, mazal can also change. Extremely important. That's why they say a person should change his location. What does it mean change his location? He should change his... his he should change his location. That means he should change the way he's thinking. If you're thinking like this in one location, sometimes physical location, because there could be a decree that there could be no mazal for you in this location. Sometimes, you know, I, I, you know certain houses don't have, don't have luck sometimes. And some, sometimes you know, people need to move a house. Daniel Katz was telling us that story, how he had to, you know, there was, uh, he got sick in, the, in his house and everybody told him, you got to get out of the house. So sometimes... There's actually a decree, sometimes, God forbid, a decree on, on, on a situation of, of a situation, on a mazal, etc. So he's talking about here that for the, your job in, is extremely important to be very aggressive in your mission. And he's saying here, beautiful, he says a story from Purim, where, where he told Esther, if you remain silent, Esther had, had, had the mission to be able to become the queen and to be able to, the mission to take the, the Jews out of, out of to, to liberate them through, through the miracle of Purim. But he says, if you remain silent at the time, relief and salvation will come to the Jews from another source. And you and your house of your father will be lost. And who knows if you were just here for this specific mission at a specific time. So don't also take the opportunities that you have very lightly. You have an opportunity, you have to do the best with what you have. Because sometimes you get that opportunity, you don't want to do it. For example, let's say God gives you a business, you start making money, and he puts you there only so you can give charity. And next thing you know, you want to be cheap and not give charity. He'll take it away from you and give it to somebody else. That's why so many people make it, and money is Zeus. The word money means Zeus, moves. It can move from here, it can move from here, it can move from here. So if, you, if you're given an opportunity to make money, make sure you're giving charity. Because charity is the best way to salt the blessing, to preserve the blessing. Otherwise, what happens? The money moves. How much is money moving today? It's Zeus. Money means Zeus. Money means move. So it will move from you to another person. So Rabbi Nachman says that one of the best ways to maintain and keep the charity is by salting it away, by keeping, giving charity. Because that could have been the whole reason why you are making money in that particular business to give to this organization. And he's saying here, what are three things? There's, there's, there's more than three things. There's specifically, there's three, there's three things that will, uh, that will, will able to change a person's mazel. And the whole point of here is being constantly recreated. Any time that you decide to recreate yourself, the Arya Kaplan says you connect to the level of keter. That means when there's no dot, there's keter. Keter means above. Anytime we go to, we, we want to invoke uh, uh, blessings, we can connect to the vocal of, of Keter. Because what does Keter mean? Keter is above. Keter is the crown. 
Keter, it's like a new light. So we always say Keter, one way is to give Keter is what? Mercy. When you give mercy to others, you're rising above Keter. This is why you hear so many times um, the book Tomer Devorah. Forgiveness is in the level of Keter. Tshuva is in the level of Keter. So anytime we get to that high level, we can always restart the wheel, reshuffling the deck in life. So the Hebrew word, and this, and, and Rav Arya, Rav, not Rav, Rav Dober Pinson, he basically says the reason why you're not making tshuva, you're not, you're not returning, is very is because you're stuck in, in the past. And the word Avera, Avar, means the past. Sometimes you're dwelling too much on the past. And this is where Tinok, it's a constant refresher. That means the, the reason why you're stuck is because you're, too, you're dwelling too much on the past. And that's, Avera means Avar, in the past. That means you're not living with a new mindset. Because our, our sages tell us that all we have to do is not only just return, but we have to return with a better attitude. If we return with love, not only does that sin not go against you, but it actually becomes a, a merit. You understand? It actually becomes a mitzvah. You could turn the bad into the good by having a proper attitude. So what he's saying, so Dover Pinson, he says it the best. He says, Teshuvah, it's not returning, it's getting to a higher consciousness. You understand? If I have an anxiety attack, if I'm constantly living in anxiety, and I'm constantly living in fear, I'm, I'm, I have a sin of, of believing in a false God, believing in false, in false fears, believing in governments, believing in things. That is missing the mark. Because I, I see God created the world, and I'm sitting there stuck on vaccines my whole life. I'm sitting there stuck worrying about attorneys, or worrying about fears, or worrying about people taking my... That's, that's, you're missing the mark. It's not like you're a bad person, you're just missing the mark. You're not seeing the big picture in life. So when you come back with trust, you're recalibrating your consciousness. So, when you're in a higher consciousness, you of course, you attract much more better things, your life is more calmer, opportunities come to you because you're living in it. So it's recalibrating your consciousness. Where, when you're stuck in the past and you're stuck in the sin itself, you're just living in the past. So how could a new mazal come to you, a new luck come to you if you're living in the past? I mean, how many times do we tell people, you have to get over this past relationship in order to move on? How many times do we tell people this? Why are you stuck? The milk's spilt. Learn and move on. What are you going to talk about? Spilled milk all day long. Let it go. You have to let it go because if you don't let go, you'll never calibrate in a higher consciousness. And your mazal will never protect you because you can't, it has to be activated. You know, you, 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 know, you work out. You have to activate muscles. If you don't activate the muscle, it doesn't grow. End the story. End the story. So this is where, where, where teshuva is really, is really vibrating on a higher consciousness. The word repentance is a very heavy word. It's a heavy word. It's not, it's not the best word. But, but, but elevating your consciousness. Tell people, let's start an elevation of consciousness. <laughs> Sign me up. But return. What are you returning to? You're returning to your best self. You know, you're an Olympic athlete. You don't eat processed food. You don't eat. Your best self eats good, works out, wakes up differently, meditates. That's the best self. 
it's not like you're, re- you're returning to your essence. So this is why it's extremely important. Sometimes we have a very dysfunctional relationship with God. Ugh, it's so heavy for me. It's so he- this, this spirituality is heavy for me. Religion is heavy for me. Prayer is heavy for me. It, there's a heaviness to it. And the heaviness to it is because you have a very dysfunctional relationship with what that means. You understand? No, imagine telling a bodybuilder, you got to go back in the gym. He'll be thrilled. He'll be thrilled. He'll be, let's go. Let's do it. I'm excited. He wouldn't say, oh, I got to go to the gym again. That's who you're supposed to be. But we, we, we have a very dysfunctional relationship with this. And a lot of these classes are really to, to change your relationship with your creator and to recognize you should always want the best in life. You should always become the best version of you. You're reading the, the self-help business is a billion-dollar industry. Why? Because you have a nature to become the best. But you cannot stay in the past. So the reason why we can't do tshuva is because we, this is why Rabbi Nachman never replayed old business. And he says, I forbid any of my followers to become old. He forbid them. He says, I do not want old people. Old people means, doesn't mean physically old, means an old mindset. Old mindset means I'm stuck in my, I'm stuck in the mud, I'm, I'm, I'm in therapy all my life. That's old. Get out. Get the therapy, get the lesson, and press go. And that, that is exactly how your mazal changes, because you're, you're a new person. So what happens? A new person gets a new, gets a new, gets a new, new energy, etc., you know, it, we see this all the time. All we, 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 you know, we, sometimes we have these tired afternoons. Next thing you know, you can take a short nap. You go for a quick workout. You have this new energy to you. It's this new, it's this new beginning. And this is something Rav Nachman tells us daily. We have to make sure. We have to constantly do days daily. You have to restart the button daily. But being in the past is old. You know, Lahavdil. I, I hate to give this example, but there is a concept behind this. But... O.J. Simpson, he was in a white Bronco. Everybody's after the white Bronco, correct? So what happens? As soon as he, if he would have gotten in a red Corvette, nobody would have recognized him. That means anytime there's a judgment on a person, the judgment is on the red, white Bronco. It's not on the red Corvette. So doing repentance is really changing your garments. Rabbi Nachman says you change your garments. The judgment is on the old person, not the new person. So you can always change your garments. Change your car. Change your shirt. You want to feel better? How many times do you change your shirt? Dress. There's a concept behind that. Because the garments are a person's essence. And sometimes those garments become soiled. Change your shirt. You feel better. I mean, look, the woman have to take some an hour to get ready. It's the garments, the soul. It's a constant renewal of changing the garments all the time. So this is also, think about, you don't like, do you have a stain on your shirt? Change your garment. You're not a tree. So that's extremely important. And what, what, what the most important thing about the, the, these concepts, uh, what he's saying here of teshuva, is, is it dislodges the ego. The ego is the one causing you to stuck in, be stuck in guilt. He says, admitting we did something wrong goes against our nature. But when we do so, God rises above his nature for us. Measure for measure. Because you rose above your nature, you apologized, right? Then what happens? God rises above, above his nature. Imagine a Persian person praying, 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 
pay, uh, paying full price for something. God will rise above his nature for that person. It's, it's above, it can't do it. So above his nature, you understand? When you go above your nature, he reverses the damage that has been done because what happens, you went above your nature. And any kind of, of calibration of, of consciousness or the shuva springs from humility. What does humility do? Humility makes you take responsibility and it, it takes the batteries out of, e, out of the ego. That means acceptance dislodges the ego. You understand why we have to, it's exported the admittance. Because when you admit something, what are you saying? I'm taking responsibility for it. You're taking responsibility, you can no longer blame. So there's no more ego. There's, the ego only exists in an absence of taking responsibility. So when you say, I'm taking responsibility for this, I'm going to fix it tomorrow, you've already, there's no more prosecuting angels. Anytime we do a good act, there's a good, there's a good prosecutor. And anytime there's a negative act, God forbid there's a negative prosecutor. We all watch these shows on, you know, court shows, right? I used to love this show called Suits, right? And all cases are the same thing. They're trying to bring enough witnesses to win the case. It's pretty much the same thing. They're getting enough people to testify, character. It's all about the witnesses. Imagine you're in court and you need evidence. So what happens is every time you do a good act, you're actually activating a good witness. So when, when it comes down to, to judgment, you have five good witnesses, two bad witnesses, and you, you're gonna win the case. So it's extremely important that we should understand, you're having a bad day, don't sink the boat. You're just creating more prosecutors. All of a sudden, what do you need to do? Create a good, do, do a good act. All it is is a balance of, of scale. At the end of the day, they're going to come and say, does this person merit this? No, he did this good. Oh, he did this good? Wipe everything out. And there's one thing Reb Nachman says that is the greatest angel of, the greatest angel of defender that you'll defend all your cases is Tomer Devorah. He says, Tomer Devorah, is like hiring Lahavdil, the greatest, the greatest attorney, because there's no greater mercy than being able to forgive and be able to give people the better for the doubt. So imagine that. You could be very scrupulous about, I, I, I don't need here, I don't need Pasi Stroll, I don't need this, <laughs> but you don't forgive anybody. The guy that is not so meticulous, but he forgives everybody, he's merciful, he'll get a better he'll get a better judgment than the other guy. Because, because what Rabbi Nachman says is, you know, we, we, we were here in the show the other day, learning a halacha, that a Kohen, he cannot bless people if he hates them. I mean, <laughs> just to come up with that law is a problem. We should have a law that what happens if the Kohen hates the community? I mean, have you lost the big picture? I mean... I can't imagine a law coming out that somebody should. I, if you hate somebody, you can't bless them. In a shul, I mean, I figured that have we lost the big picture here? What do you mean you hate somebody? You're in a synagogue. You're talking to God. You're nullifying yourself to God. You're submitting yourself to God, and you hate people. And and there's a law about that. So I think sometimes we fail to see the big picture. Baseless love is more important. So when you have mercy, forgiveness, mercy, that is the greatest angel, that conquers everything. That's what Rav, 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 the, the Rav Chaim of San says, a person who practices Tomer Devorah and he lives it, 
he will be saved from cancer. When have you heard of a rabbi saying somebody can be saved from cancer? It's a preventative for cancer. Because remember, suppressed emotions are all, all resentments, all of this stuff that we're going through. So that is really the form of, 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 of teshuva. And he, Rav Karyeh Kaplan says, teshuva comes from keter. Keter is activated and God's das is taken away. So basically, keter, anytime we connect to keter uh, and being embarrassed and forgiveness is keter, anytime we connect to the word keter itself, it's the highest potency, right? Because it has the lowest number. So the lowest number has the highest potency. The name of Keter is Ekye. is the name of Ekye, which we said before. Ekye means, I will be. Right? So when you're saying, I will be this, you can't embarrass the person, you can't insult the person, because he's, he's, his raw potential is raw, raw yearning. And Keter represents a person constantly renewing himself. That's what you have to ask yourself. You, know, you get a ticket for an expired tag. You, you might get a ticket for an expired mindset today. You cannot be old under any circumstance. And this is why we're still stuck. It's because we're stuck in the old patterns of, of nonsense. And if you're listening to Rav Nachman, there's a new class every day because there's new energy every day, even though I'm tired sometimes. But I, what I tell don't be old. New class. That's the only way you can stay fresh all the time. The second thing that can change your mazal is to feel is prayer. Again, prayer, why? Because at the end of the day, it could have been that you got the issue just for you to pray. God, God desires a relationship with you. God desires a relationship with you. And because the, he, he desires a relationship with you, He wants you to come closer to Him. So when you come closer to Him in the prayer, that could have been the whole issue. So if you have, that's why I can't tell you how many people's lives have changed just because they did His Bodhidut. Because his, the whole purpose is God wanted a relationship. So if, the, if any situation in your life is getting you to prayer, that is what it, that it, was, what it was for. Because prayer is ultimately, again, submitting. All of these things have to do with the three things. Humility. When I'm praying, I'm humbling myself. I'm recognizing my, my, my inability to deal with the situation. I'm casting my burden on my Creator. So prayer also could change a gezerah. I've seen this a thousand times. And also, prayer changes the way you view the situation. So after a good prayer, you should feel energized. And you should not only feel energized, but you, the, the key where you pray the right way is if you can now go back and view the situation differently and say, maybe I was looking at it wrong, I'm going to go apologize. Then prayer did good for you. You're not changing God. You're saying, what am I seeing wrong in this situation? Please let me see. Please develop trust. Please let me, see the, let me see the good in that person instead of the opposite in that person. That's what prayer does. The, la- the third one, it's tzedakah. Charity, Rav Nachman says, is like a fee paid to a judge with a, gez- with a gezerah. That's why Hashem says when a person has poor people sent to him, it's, it's so he can get mercy, so he can give him compassion, so God can give him compassion. So sometimes imagine you need compassion right now. And there's no way you're going to get it by yourself. So he'll send you people in your life that will make you give charity. So that charity will actually cleanse you out. This doesn't just mean financial charity. It actually means talking to people. Rav Nachman says in Lesson 106, and he says, he says the word, Depart your wisdom 
to the needy, because on the day of evil you will need it. So what he's saying is, is you should talk to people even when you're in, when you're in a good when you're in a good mindset and you're in a good mood. Don't just sit there and, and, and hang out all day long, do nothing. Try to help as many people when you're in a good state, and save those credits, because there's going to be a time where you're going to need help, and because you help those people. God will help get somebody to help you. So always, you should always don't take good times and entertain yourself all day long. We, let's be honest, guys. We don't have energy the whole day. There's times in life and there's times in the day we have a lot of energy. And sometimes we're wasting that energy entertaining ourselves too much. Try to take that energy and try to do good with that energy. Because that energy is not going to stay with you the whole day. We all know that. If we all had energy the whole day, we'd be in a different... My, my energy starts going down at 3, 4 o'clock. That's it. It's, it, starts, it peaks in the morning. And then 2, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, it already goes. My willpower is completely different. So I'm, you, know, you have to literally run as much as you can when you do have that energy. You know, that's the time you want to make phone calls. That's the time you want to be productive. Because when it comes to that hour, the smallest things will be extremely heavy for you. So you also have to recognize spiritually also. When you have those good times, help as many people. Because there's going to be times where you're not going to want to pick up the phone and you're going to need to help yourself. And God will give it to you. So it's extremely important. Always expand your wisdom with that. So tzedakah means also physically talking about it, things and also physically giving. Those two things take the word tzedek, which means justice. Imagine if you're in a court case and you have tzedek, you have a justice, you give the hey, and the, the justice goes from tzedek to tzedakah. So tzedakah is, 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 is a cleanser of a lot of things. That's why tzedakah saves you from death. So tzedakah saves you from death because again, tzedakah is about cleansing the blood. And the last one, I, we just said, we, and Torah learning. The Gemara says, if a person has chance to learn Torah and he doesn't, he's going to have terrible sufferings. It doesn't mean he's going to have punishment. It means he's going to be lost. You know, imagine trying to be in a relationship today with no work on yourself. Imagine trying to literally be in a marriage and not work on what, is, what do you need to, what your role is. Constantly, constantly growth. Because at the end of the day, there's a very simple concept in life. We treat others the way we feel about ourselves. And if we're not growing, we don't feel about ourselves the right way. So therefore, we take out our garbage on other people. And our marriages and our children take a hit. But when you're learning and you're growing in your life, you treat people much better. Therefore, your relationships are better. Therefore, instead of arguing all the time, right, you're looking at the big picture. So Torah learning is a must. Because Torah learning, what does it do? It gives you oxygen. It, it gives you oxygen. It calms your mind down. And, it, and, it, and the whole purpose of that is to turn Torah into filah, into prayer. So again, that elevates your consciousness. So that's what the Zohar says, that Torah is the remedy for all transgression. Because remember, why do I sin in the first place? It's because I had a bad, I had a bad ruach. I had a bad a negative energy come to me. But what does Torah do? Positive energy. So it's pretty much you're taking positive energy. And just think about, think about times in your life where you've, where you've had good learning, you've listened to a class, you're more inspired and you're less likely to do something stupid. But the days that you don't do that, those are the days that you're more likely to do something stupid. 
And then what happens? We get into a bad track. So those are the five things. And they both involve you changing, not anybody else changing. That is obvious. We spoke about tefillah. We spoke about tzedakah. We spoke about Torah learning. We spoke about mercy, giving people mercy. And the last one, obviously, is definitely teshuva, always being in a growth mindset. Hashem, help us all that we should all break all these decrees and everybody should be zochet to have their, their mission and blessed in every area of their life. Have a great day.